Welcome to the Simplified Marketing Podcast. Straight talking ideas to grow your business. Hello and welcome to the Simplified Marketing Podcast, the show that aims to help you grow your business. Now, thank you very much for watching. You can find out more about us at marketingsimplified.co.uk and you can contact the show at hello at marketingsimplified.co.uk. Now, as always, my name is John Lawley and I'm your web wizard. And I'm Georgia and I'm your design and brand guardian. Now, you can find out more about the show and leave us a review on iTunes and also on Google Podcasts. And if you're feeling adventurous, uh, YouTube as well. We also have a new channel. Now, today's um, episode, as we're talking about all those different methods you can listen to us, is all about social media. And the focus is stop chasing likes. This is something that me and Georgia have been talking about for quite some time on various different episodes, but also um, in person as well. How it seems nowadays, or it has always been a thing, people have always chased the likes on their Facebook posts, on their LinkedIn posts, pretty much on on Instagram as well. How many likes you have on a post seems to determine how good it is. But that's not always the case, is it, Georgia? Definitely not. I've met people that have said they have, uh, you know, 10,000 likes on a post or 10,000 followers on an Instagram page. And then I always ask, oh, and how much business do you get out of that? Oh, not a lot. So it's kind of like, ah, okay, so is that all worth it? Maybe you're on the wrong channel. Maybe you're putting out the wrong stuff. Maybe you're attracting the wrong kind of people. Um, But fundamentally for a business, we want to be making money, don't we, from what we're putting out there. Um, So it's funny how a lot of people, I guess, confuse likes, uh, which really I kind of see as a bit of a vanity metric. Don't get me wrong. They are important to a degree. You want some engagement. Um, But just chasing the likes and thinking that makes you a popular post or a popular business uh, I don't think is particularly is true, really. And I, I know you've uh, had a couple of examples as well, John, that uh, you felt that that same with the feeling with yourself and your clients. Well, yeah, I, I think that absolutely. I think a lot of people have always said, oh, well, you know, we've, we've been using this social media person for a while now. They put out all these posts um, and we're just not getting any likes. You know, people aren't liking and sharing it. Um, I mean, all right, there could be a few problems there. First of all, they might not be sharing or you know, putting out the right stuff. But also as well, it might be an audience that isn't that bothered about liking things, but is actually seeing your posts. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we were talking beforehand about, you know, if you're on Instagram and or on Facebook as well, if you've got a carousel ad um, or a carousel post, you're looking, flicking through all those different images, that's an interaction or an engagement. They don't necessarily mm-hmm. have to have liked that post, but they have seen all the images. Same with um, videos, I think, on Instagram. Um, An engagement is watching that video, but you're probably going to see more a metric about how many people have watched it rather than people actually liking it. And there won't be as many people liking it. Um, Now, the only only way I've really found Facebook likes to be of any kind of real use is on advertisements. So if you've got an ad that's running, then people liking it and sharing it is going to give you more exposure and bring your advertising costs down because more people are going to see it. The only downside to that is that it might not be the right target market or target audience that you've set in your Facebook business manager. But definitely, the more people that have liked those ads, the more popular they seem to be. Well, we were speaking before we came on live and I obviously was telling you about my group, which obviously many of our listeners know, Tricks of the Trade, um, where I'm helping trades companies. And I've got lots of trades, um, tradesmen only in there because we've got like a mental health focus as well. And some, like sometimes I'll go live or I'll put up a, a graphic or visual post or photo post. I think, oh, that's not got a lot of engagement. Um, and, I, and the group might be slightly quieter at times. And I'm thinking, oh, gosh, like, you know, maybe, maybe I'm not adding enough value here. Maybe I'm not doing anything right. 
And then I've been arranging meetings with um, new clients that might have been in the London area or through clients, their clients, clients, suppliers, etc. And then, um, you know, I'm hearing this often. Oh, yeah, you know, I watch all your tricks of the trades videos. And I did that. And that really worked. And those are people that didn't sit and like, they didn't even comment. They're like the silent stalkers, which is kind <laughs> of like in a, a cool way. Um, th- th- it's really good to remember as a business that even if you're not getting loads of likes and loads of comments, there are still people that will be seeing your content. And that that's really valuable in making sure that it's positioned and branded the right way in the future, because it's going to aid you in your sales process. Even if you go and you quote a client for a job, let's say you're a builder and you give them your business card and up until that point, they've, they've never seen you on Facebook and you're quoting them and you send them the proposal. And maybe they jump on your Facebook page after you leave or the next day when they're looking through the quote or even the, your website, for example, but, and they don't necessarily interact with any of your, your blog posts or they don't um, interact with any of your posts on social media, but they keep dipping in because they've got five different builders that they're trying to choose between at, the, at that time. And it's not all about cost. It's about, they want to see the portfolio of work. They want to see how you're positioning yourself online. They want to see faces of your teams, et cetera. All of this brand awareness is so much more important than looking at how many likes something has got. Um, and that's how it can back up a sales process um, much stronger than just looking at numbers, basically. Yeah, that's, that is a really good point. Because if you think, think about those, all those really big brands, and especially brands that like to advertise on things like television quite a lot, mm-hmm. you know, you, you've, got, you've got that TV ad that's going out to however min, millions of people will watch certain channels. But a, a TV station can't tell you um, how many people liked that TV ad. It's just, <laughs> it's just not a metric, is it? You know, oh, don't worry. Um, we know from our viewing figures that 15.5 million people watched this ad during the break of X Factor last Saturday night. Um, how many people liked it though? No, it's just not going to happen, is it? So why use likes as your main metric? Well, especially when you're starting out as well, like the whole point of social media is in being social and, and is an opportunity to build an audience that you can speak with and they can speak with you. Building an audience, unless you are the likes of Nike and Apple and Coca-Cola, does not happen overnight because you're a small business. No one knows you exist. You need to you need to be starting small and, and using your, your friends, your family, your current clients, your current suppliers to interact, to tag them in posts, to try and get some conversation going with, with the people in your immediate kind of circle. And then that slowly builds over time as your business grows, as you have more experience, as you do more jobs, as you start posting more regularly, when you start finding where your ideal clients are. Oh, you know, I'm a building company and I'm hoping to work more in the North London area and Winchmore Hill. Okay, I found five groups from Winchmore Hill on Facebook. Actually, I posted something on there the other day and I got a few inquiries from my ideal clients. I'm going to start putting lots of my focus there and, and interacting with other people's posts, not from a business perspective, but from being helpful and recommending other people and building brand awareness in a space where my ideal clients are. Like That doesn't happen overnight because as business owners, um, unless you're in marketing, you don't know all of this and how it works. So it's a learning curve for you as well. Um, and, and it's patience. Patience is a virtue, as they say. Like you need to be in it for the long game, and it's about being consistent, and it's about being really careful what you put out there because one dodgy post can ruin everything. You know, putting something out there where if you're a trade and no one's in their branded uniform or someone is swearing in the background or God forbid something collapses and you try to talk about something, this very cool stud wall you're putting up, 
you know, um, you need to be careful about all those kind of things. So everything matters and just considering everything, being considerate about anything that's to do with your business. Make sure there's some thought behind it and some value. Would someone enjoy this? Am I teaching someone something? Am I adding value? Um, those are the kind of posts you need to be thinking about putting out there rather than just sort of here I am because that doesn't really work. A great little mention there for uh, one of our previous podcasts on all an ideal <laughs> I think that was mentioned as well, wasn't it? I, when, you know your ideal clients, you'll be able to talk to them much better. And that's something that Georgia does very well, putting it together. Yeah, it's a minefield social media. I mean, look, I'm not an expert in it. I always say this, I'm a brand expert. So I, I can help with creating content that's on brand, whether that is visually in graphics or helping with video production companies, making sure that um, you know, ideal clients are in there and, and you're appealing to the kind of people that you want. But, you know, social media changes all the time. And it changed a lot recently in that it really stopped allowing you to interact as much as you wanted to as an agency with multiple um, multiple accounts. It's, it, Facebook are clever. They're always <laughs> learning what people are being smart about. And as soon as they clocked on to, oh, everyone's suddenly able to do this, like with the algorithms, they'll change it to make it harder for people like us to get results for our clients. But, you know, we have to be on top of this. We need to be understanding as much as possible. And then we have to filter that down to our clients and explain it in layman's terms, right? This is now happening. So what we need to do is change our tactics a little bit. Maybe we could start doing live videos. That's a really new thing, isn't it? Over the last couple of years, that never existed before. But that's one of the most powerful things. And social media platforms love that. You, you do lives on Facebook and Instagram, it's going to help you push push everything up um, in the rankings, so to speak, in the social platform, because you're using the tool that the social media platforms want you to use. If you don't ever use them and you're always just posting pictures, um, that might have worked five years ago, but now you need to adapt and you need to be learning to make Facebook and Instagram happy uh, if you want to get good results. Yeah, that, that's a really good point. That's something we found. I know you've had a lot of success with, with doing Facebook Lives. I know a lot of people are terrified of doing Facebook Live, but it's something to get into doing, um, mm-hmm. especially as part of that mixture of the different posts and how you engage with people. I know it's, I mean, yeah. that, that's a really good point, isn't it? Those, those media companies out there, they're bringing out new innovations all the time. They want you to test them out and use them. They want more people to be using it. And of course, Facebook Watch is something that they're trying to push quite quite hard and want people to be doing videos to you know have more content with that same with yeah. things like google um at the moment if you are posting um links to your blog and other images to google my business and your business listing then that is really helping with local search results and it's making sure that your website is appearing much higher up in the in the google listings mm-hmm. pretty quickly as well well, like I said, it's, it's changing all the time. I mean, Facebook now, they've got rooms. I don't know if you've ever used them yet, John. Uh, I think it's a, it's a funny one because obviously with everything that's happened COVID-19, Zoom obviously took over in life. Everyone was on Zoom, but started paying for licenses so they could speak to their families and have their online quizzes. Businesses had no choice because they weren't allowed to commute in and they had to find a way of still communicating. And uh, I don't know, I could be wrong, but I thought uh, Facebook cottoned onto that and realise, ah, there's a little market there for getting everybody uh, together on one space and almost like a group video call-in. And uh, I did think that was quite clever, and they chose their timing very well for that as well uh, as a way of trying to compete with Zoom. They're a business at the end of the day. When they see other companies doing stuff, they're going to get ideas rolling around, and they're all in competition. So we have Mm -hmm. to stay on top of it and understand all the, the new functions 
um, and help our clients understand how that might be able to benefit them. So for the rooms, for example, which the listeners who don't know what that is, it's a, it's a little option at the top of Facebook. I think you can see it on your phone, definitely on desktop. And you can invite any of your friends to come and join a room. So I could invite you, John and Andrew, our, our other podcast speaker, to, to join a room with me and we can all speak. Now, from a client's perspective, how cool might that be if uh, one of my construction clients is offering garden rooms, let's say. If we advertise that on Thursday at 7 o'clock, we're having a, a room for um, uh, some Q&As for, for about garden rooms, you know, whoever wants to join friends Anthony right now and then you, you can come and join the room and we can have some some questions with the 10, 10 potential new clients that's something really cool like that doesn't cost any money um that is a great way to get the business owner in front of some potential new clients in a kind of colloquial way rather than very formal so and I suppose as well in a way you're uh making it invite only so it's your special mm-hmm. event that you're bringing through we've thought about this actually with a few clients of ours who are architects and being able to talk to local um, community groups if they mm-hmm. specialize in different areas about how you might go about getting planning permission. So you can have a private Facebook um, talk from a local architect who is an expert at in your area and has helped a number of the residents get planning permission that you might want. So it could be a high value proposition for you to, to go along and have a listen. So all these tools that are free to use on the social platforms can add so much value to your business. But I guess that's where the value is in then working with agencies like us. Because if you're out on the tools every day or if you're in a shop in retail and, you know, you're not familiar with what's going on in the social world, what new tools are available, your opportunities are really narrow because you don't know what's there to be able to have the ideas to do something different. And um it's the agencies that are keeping on top of this stuff that can then go to the clients and say, right, now Facebook are offering this thing. Wouldn't it be a great idea if, et cetera, et cetera. And then it can just change, completely change a business. I haven't seen this done yet, but there's definitely scope for doing it and for loads of different high street businesses as well. So, you know, you know how you get like the, the market stall trader, um, you know, you go to a market every Saturday or Sunday or whatever it is. And there's always someone there who might be selling you. It's got a great offer. But something like Facebook Live or even Rooms is probably a great way of actually communicating and getting that across because you can easily set up some kind of payment system via Facebook and you can be showing your wares. If you're a butcher, I've just got this in, you know, it's a new prime leg of lamb, that kind of thing. Um, it only costs this much. You can reserve yours, net your cut now. Just chip, click the link and buy it here. We're just on the high street. Come and pick it up in five, 10 minutes. We'll have it ready for you. Things like that could really quite revolutionize uh, businesses, fishmongers, that could work for it as well. Any kind of clothing store that's local, that could be an amazing thing, especially if you time it correctly. Maybe it's the Friday night before the Saturday, so it's all ready for you, or the Saturday morning for you to come and pick it up in the afternoon. Oh my goodness, absolutely. But I guess that would be where your expertise would come in because that's a way tech beyond my level. Um, so for sure, like it's like it's like the modern day. It's funny when you say like market traders. I suddenly thought Del Boy, and then when we when you talking about the lives, I was thinking about that that auction episode where they've got the phone calls, and then he uh, realizes that 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 watch he had in the um, in the okay. garage was one made <laughs> millionaire. Uh, yes. Just only that came to mind, and I was just thinking, yeah, that's not a modern day version of that in a way. Going live and selling your meat and your fish and people. Business. <laughs> <laughs> my Facebook. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's all of these different things are thinking creatively about how you can now um, sell, continue your business, modify it slightly, but still be able to sell to a different customer base. And it, it, it means that we're all going to have to think a, a little bit differently or a lot differently to how we were um, only a few months ago and how we're selling mm-hmm. things. But there's a lot of opportunity just by you know, thinking about what the tools are available and how you can use them to get across and reach that ideal client. Well, like you were saying about the lives as well. I mean, and we were saying about, you know, don't, don't bank on all the likes on things like your, your photos and your graphics, et cetera, et cetera, as just the sole way of judging how the business is working. But even with lives, you know, I know, I know that some people, they'll go live and they get quite deflated because they think, oh gosh, you know, not many people came on. But they go then onto a wall and people are watching those on replay, maybe the next day, maybe a week later. And so again, you need to be thinking about how you're positioning yourself in all of this and, and not to worry again about how many people are, are locked in live right now. I mean, that's a great education for yourself. And um, with my group, for example, that's all tradesmen, me going live at two, three o'clock in the middle of a day is pointless because they're all down the pub. No joke. They're all um, on site. Um, so, uh, it, but if I do it at lunchtime or I do it at 7 p.m. after, except when there's football. So again, I'm like, I'm thinking about my ideal client and where they are and where they want to be, et cetera. I, I have to think a little bit more cleverly about the times I'm going to go live. Um, just, just if I want to get a bit more of a reach, but then I'll look back a few days later and I'll see that the number of people that have watched it has like trebled because they were watching it then on replay when the football had finished, they'd gone to bed and then they sort of started putting through. And I know they always want to watch the toolbox Tuesday and then they'd be watching it then. Um, so social in some ways is 24 hours and, and we can't always bank look on that everyone is going to be online when we're online, but to, to try and be clever where you can to try and give yourself the best opportunity, but not to worry as well. It's like a lot of, a lot of different things going on mentally when you're trying to um, build up your audience on social. But one thing for sure, if you're not consistent, you're going to get nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. And, and all those people out there who have started an Instagram account or started a Facebook account in the last couple of months, it's a case of continuing with that. It's not a case of trying it out for a few weeks. Oh, it hasn't worked. Mm-hmm. I've forgotten about it. I'll just leave an inactive account on there, which looks really bad. Keep on going, have a plan for it. What can you realistically do yourself on a consistent basis over time um, and won't stop doing because you're going to get bored of it? Or mm-hmm. is this, is it a time to speak to someone who's an expert to be able to put things in place for you? Yep. And this is this is the benefit with the agency. And I know a lot of people get sort of a bit scared. They think, oh gosh, agency, that's like lots of figures every month. And my goodness. But if you think about like that's what we're geared up to do. We're geared up to be able to create content that's on brand and and use our copywriters and we know how to schedule and we know how to like two, three weeks ago when Facebook changed its entire interface and no one knew where uh, anything was. Georgia loved that. Oh, I really did. Um, it took me an hour. I sat there and I just like played around and it took me an hour to just get to grips with everything and refine what I needed to. But that's because I'm on it every day. Like my carpenter client, that would have taken him a week to sit and, and find, oh, how the bloody hell do I now schedule a post? Oh, well, that's not there anymore. Why is that not letting me do it? I've done it 10 times. And I, you know, there's the value. It's the time saving as well. And, and, having a pair of eyes over it that lessens the amount of mistakes you're going to do, especially from a brand perspective, just saying that actually that's not, that's not going to appeal to your ideal client at all. Putting up that 
big um, photo of a construction site where everything has been knocked down. It's a pile of rubble and you're trying to target your affluent client. They don't want to see that. They know that happens as part of the building process, but they don't need to see that as its own picture on Instagram. Maybe as a carousel right at the very end, as a, that's where it started from. But the first one being the beautiful image, because um, you've got to think about what your clients want to see, not what you're proud of. And that big pile of rubble, you might be really proud of, but you're not your ideal client. <laughs> so, <laughs> little things like that. As an agency, you kindly guide your clients into making sure that oh, it's probably not the best one. Do we have another couple of photos we could look through? Do you think that might be better? Oh, yeah, that's good. Just making you think differently. Well, you know, there you have it. Don't post piles of rubble on your <laughs> Facebook profiles <laughs> and you'll do much better for it. So if that's one takeaway you're going to take from this episode, there you go. But if you would like to find out more, then please visit marketingsimplified.co.uk or contact us at hello at marketingsimplified.co.uk. And please do leave us a review on iTunes or on Google Podcasts because we'd love to hear your feedback on the show even if you don't like it. Um, thank you very much for listening and watching. We'll see you next time. Bye for now. That's all for this time. But don't worry, we'll be back with more soon. Stay tuned for new episodes at marketingsimplified.co.uk.